You're listening to The Dollop. This is a bi-weekly American history podcast. Each week, I, Gareth Reynolds, read a story from American history to my friend. Dave Anthony, who has no idea what the topic is going to be about. This is our Halloween episode. <laughs> God, you want a little hit of dude? I'll do one bottle. <laughs> people say this is funny? Not Gary Guerra. Is Dave okay? Someone or something is tickling people. Is it for fun? And this is not going to become the tickling podcast. Okay. You are Queen Fakie of Made Up Town. All hail Queen Shit of Liesville. A bunch of religious virgins go to mingle. And do what? Pray. Hi, Gary. No. Nicely done, my friend. No. No. <laughs> I wanted to do this story for a while, and I finally decided to do it. Uh, Gareth Douse helped me with the uh, research. Um, and the reason I held off on it is because there's some sex stuff in here. But I, th- I, re- I read deeply into it, and there's no... Uh, there's no... I mean, it's a fucking crazy story, so... <laughs> what? Back then, the age of consent was lower. It's not okay. like... I, when, I, when I looked at the age of consent... Okay, in Delaware it was seven, so we don't really. Go, sorry, sorry. So we don't really go that low. Sorry. Seven. Seven. Uh, most states at this time, the age of consent was ten or twelve. Oh my god! Um, but most of the women in the story were, uh, at least in their older, some were in their later teens, La- which was a marrying age back then. So I decided to do it. Like, what is later teens? 16, 17. Okay. All right. That's still creepy. Um, but that's creepy. when people got married back then. Yeah. So. That's not as creepy as, say, I don't know, some people were tossing around the number seven earlier. Well, yeah. I don't know why Delaware is still a state. They should have been abolished yeah. after that. Yeah. Um, How Della dare they? So anyway, eventually a campaign got started to change the age to 18. And right. So uh, prop no brainer. Mostly are now. Currently in uh, Oregon, it's 18, so that's exciting. That's fun. That's great. 1873. Edmund Crefield was born somewhere in Germany. He may have studied to become a priest and immigrated to America around his 20th birthday, perhaps to avoid military service. None of that is really known. Okay. What is known is that Edmund was in Portland, Oregon in 1899, where he preached... As a soldier in the Salvation Army. He preached as a soldier in the Salvation Army. Yeah. So, yeah, he was in the, he was in the Salvation Army. He was a soldier, and then, he, and then he was one of their preacher guys. He'd go around and preach. Uh, They're a Salvation Army. They're not a regular army. The Salvation Army being the Salvation Army. Yeah, but they used to just go around and spread the, spread the word of God. That was their thing. Yeah. Okay. That's why they're called the Salvation Army. Well, yeah, and now they just sell shitty clothes for right. Halloween. At first, he was seen as a rising star in the organization, but soon he was complaining about how much important was placed on donations. Well, you know, it, that's, that's kind of the adolescence of uh, piousness. Yeah, right. For the sure. phase where you sort of wake up and you go, you know what? I do need money. <laughs> and I want a lot of it. Uh, then in 1901, Edmund said the Holy Ghost directed him not to solicit for money and to leave the Salvation Army because, quote, its people are not entirely of God. 
Okay. So he's they're not. So God, this is God telling him this. No, this is the Holy Spirit. Yes, God told him. But the salvation, the Holy Spirit, or God. Well, the Holy Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost was like, talk to God. Yeah. He look. The he's, Salvation Army's great, but is it enough? The money thing's a bummer. The money thing's and a real letdown. And these down. people, because they're in the money, they mean my. my and by the way, God wishes he could be here. His lunch went right. late. He his lunch went super late. I know. He's very sorry. He yes. really loves your work. He loves the and he's, he, he will be on the phone do. Friday. Yes. Thank you for sure. Yes. Um. So. So he's more godly than the Salvation Army at this point. Sure, right, yeah. He's bringing full God. He's an army of one. Edmund uh, resigned from the Salvation Army and went to study with a Pentecostal group in Salem, Oregon. Good. And now I think we're eliminating the fear that this group might not be religious enough, I'm sure. Right, right. They taught a literal interpretation of the Bible, which is always good. good. Always good. Always a good sign. Always good. They rejected worldly temptations and held evangelistic meetings every night. Okay. Every night. Yep. But this is before TV. Yeah. Uh, so just going to church for them on Sunday wasn't good enough. They needed no. 24-7. There's In still late, religions like that. Yeah, I know. In late 1902, Edwin made his way to Corvallis, Oregon, mm-hmm. which is just a little south of Portland. He picked Corvallis to preach the new doctrine that had been revealed to him. Oh, so okay, it's going on his own. But He's this gotta, now this do, this doctrine was given to him from above. Sure. Yeah. No. Right. It's, okay. Yeah. He's yeah. bringing it. Right. It's okay. his. Oregon was a place people migrated to because of the agricultural possibilities. Corvallis was a small farming community where everyone knew everyone else's business. For example, from the Times in October 1901. A swift journey on a bicycle was made Saturday by Frank Hurt. Okay. He went from Corvallis to Oregon City in six hours. It is not likely that the trip was ever made by wheel in such a short time. So this is a small town. And from the Gazette, Frank Hurt is said to be doing exceedingly well in his position as shipping clerk at Answorth Dock in Portland. He's well spoken of by his employers. What? (laughs) Sorry, this. I mean, these are. That's in the paper. There's slow news days, and then there's no, no news that's, days. That's some. That's a big news day in in this town. Mrs. Clark has bowel movement. I didn't want that in the paper. Extra, extra. Bowel movements are going well at the. Car- Leave my house. At the Johnson residence. Leave my house and my property. I was sick. This lady in front of me had a great BM. Read about it. No, please. Edmund began his new preaching career in the town by preaching each evening to soldiers he knew from his uh, Salvation Army days. Sounds very different from his previous position. At first, he said nothing outrageous and used Salvation Army hymns. So what has he done? He just just stole their bit. Then as everyone got more comfortable, Edmund said that God had come to him and had spoken to him. Good. Hi, how are you? And God wanted him to reveal the divine truth. Good. And not wanting to sound like the drunks who claim they had a direct line to God. Right, the fools. Edmund told his followers that they, too, could speak to God. Ah. And if they achieved this connection, their name would be inscribed on a holy roll in heaven. Ah, so tickets to heaven. Get yourself on the holy roll. Right, the holy roll. That's, that's what uh, that lady was using. The holy roll. Then we just stop with my The holy BM. lady uses the holy roll after a huge BM. Just please stop. This is such a huge story, ma'am. Why is it the front Do you plan page? on having more? No. 
Oh, wow. Lady retires from BM after the biggest one ever. But the role had limited space, so they had to act fast. <laughs> this is so heaven's a nightclub. Well, <laughs> that's what it is. I mean, you the man who created everything, who lives in the clouds with, ex- with probably, you I mean, you could probably see from the whole galaxy. You got to get as, in. Ex, as expansive as anything could be. If you don't get in, they shut it down. But the bouncer has a little hand clicker. It's like any other list. St. Peter's just there. He's like, look, you got to wait for two to exit. Then I can let you guys in. <laughs> oh, no. The hot girls. You know, come on. Yeah, up ladies, here. come on up here. Yeah, yeah, oh, 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 excuse me. Have you sinned? I'm kidding. Get on in there, sweetie. You ladies, get up front. Nelly's in the back. Nelly's dead and in the back. <laughs> Nelly died. I can't believe we just killed Nelly on Nelly's that. dead. You're being sent a picture. Cool. Well, I mean, that's probably maybe something you can hold off on figuring oh, out, right? right? Our do- I mean? our, we have a new dog, and it, it picks up objects and carries them all over the house. Sure. Is, that's dog behavior. Yeah. Um, so, uh, right. So, so they all went for it. They were all in. After a while, they were repeating Edmund's chants. God have mercy. God will have victory tonight. And they prayed for an hour. Edmund made them beg forgiveness for their sins. One hour turned into two, then three, then four. Edmund passed hands over one woman, saying all ills could be cured by laying on of hands. More time passed. Five, six, seven hours. By now, the chanting was loud, pushed on by Edmund, who preached that sin must be washed away. And on and on it went. For ten hours, Edmund was still going strong. The group began pleading for forgiveness. Finally, Edmund said anyone who thought they had sinned or thought they hadn't needed to ask, needed to seek forgiveness by lying on the floor and rolling over and over again until their sins had been atoned for. The followers began rolling, some beating their heads and feet on the floor and praying loudly. They rolled and prayed and clapped and rolled and prayed. Then, 12 hours later, exhausted with head spinning, they heard it. God spoke to them. Ordinary people. Edmund then told them... Weird scene. They were like God's elect. They had made it onto the holy roll. Now they trusted Edmund and his link to God. They hadn't experienced anything like this in the Salvation Army. So they left and joined Edmund. The holy rollers were born. Oh, boy. The holy rollers. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Nice. Their nightly meetings got louder and more annoying to neighbors. Oh, yeah. By the summer of 1903, the city of Corvallis forbade Edmund from holding meetings within the city limits. <laughs> Edmund told his flock that he got a message from above to hold a meeting on Keeger Island, a small uninhabited island on the Willamette River, three miles out of town. He told them to bring family and friends because if they didn't get their names on the holy roll, they'd be doomed to an eternity in hell. So he was trying to get everybody else. Right. Yeah. Edmund started calling himself Joshua. Okay, I'm not going to call him Joshua. Okay, you'll call him Edmund, because but he's super been going confusing. by Joshua. Yeah. It gets super confusing, but now he's calling himself Joshua. Sure. Edmund was uh, small. He was about five foot six inches, 135 pounds. Okay. Or 61 kilograms. Uh, he had pale blue eyes and long hair. He was not ugly and he was not attractive, but the ladies dug Edmund. Okay. Yeah. Well, he's talking to God. 
And he's God's buddy. Yeah, he's bro. Yeah. Bros with God. Yeah. Wingman. Yeah, totally. That's funny. You know, my buddy God, uh, sorry, I don't mean to name drop, but my buddy God the other day, he was, <laughs> uh, he was sort uh-huh. of talking about that. He's cre- yeah. He created everything. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he was just talking to me about how stressful it is. And I, and I said mm-hmm. to him, I said, I said, God, I said, God, Bud, and I call him Bud. I said, I said, Bud, God, yeah. you know, what you need to remember is you're all seeing, you're all knowing, but sometimes maybe you don't know you. Hi. Yeah, and he was like, "Oh yeah." Anyway, I'm gonna take off my skirt. Yeah, get your skirt off. Uh, you know, God is—he's—he's a, he's a pal. We have secret handshakes and the underpants, and um, we have—you know—great handshakes. I'm just gonna take mine off too. Yeah. Um, you know, we're what we love. What what we—I'll tell you what we love to do is we love to watch old old movies. Be it, be it uh-huh. God. You know, we love a good. Uh, I'm gonna drop my, my underwear off too, uh-huh. and I'm inside. And God, God's 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 like you and me in a lot of ways. He really is. He he's he's down to earth while he lives in the skies. Uh huh. Uh-huh. All right, and <laughs> there we go. And yeah, he's a great pal, and this is good. And uh, all right, whoo. Ha! Ah, do you smoke? What? Huh? What happened? Nothing. Anyway, you should probably get out of here. Um, God's coming by. So he invites the families, uh, which. Uh, Worked. <laughs> Whoa. So wait, they all went to heaven? Awesome. So, so uh, what was surprising about the women, particularly who came to the island that summer, was that they were from good, respectable, God-fearing families. There were several families on the island that summer. There were the Mitchells, Esther, 15, and her older sister, Donna. Donna was married and uh, brought her two young children. All four of the Seeley girls between 16 and 27 years old. Interesting fact about the Mitchell and Seeley girls. Both had their mothers die when they were young and their fathers abandoned them. It's weird that they fell in with some. Uh, Molly Sandal mm. and her sister Olive, uh, 26, were from a Methodist family. Molly was engaged to Frank Hurt, 21. We know Frank, right? Yeah, yeah. Frank, the guy who can't stop biking and has a great job. <laughs> uh, he left his job to go to the island. Oh, wow. His sister... Boy, uh, that must have been huge in the paper. Luck leaves town! His sister... The man who's been making all the headlines continues to thrive! <laughs> his sisters Maud, 23, and May 16 were there, as well as their mother, Sarah. Oh, boy. Sarah's husband, O.V. Hurt, a respectable, gentle, kind Christian man, joined them. Uh, there were some men, Samson Levins and Lee Campbell. Uh, he was engaged to Sophia Hartley, who was the daughter of one of the richest men in town. Uh, they weren't religious before Edmund came along, but now we're full in. Sophie's 44-year-old mother, Cora, joined them. So he had a solid group of people. He had a big group. Right. Edmund was in his early 30s at this point. Uh, he now declared that the world would soon be destroyed and begin anew. Yeah. Right? Of course. Edmund said he would lead the flock back to Jerusalem where the restoration would take place. Sure. So this is Literal good. Jerusalem? I think, yeah, I think there's a journey ahead of him. Quite a hike. But for now, they went about their daily business, which uh, were uh, 24-hour roll-a-thons. 12 hours was considered to be a short service. So they're basically just rolling and banging their heads and praying for at least 12 hours a day. (laughs) Sounds really cool. So it's super normal. Sounds really fine. 
they were physically and hey, mentally. Do you think God's maybe a little weird? God, like, has... why does he keep asking us to roll and just hit our heads? I don't know. This is what he's into. My head is killing oh, me. Oh, fuck! It hurts so bad. We just did thirty hours I in a row. Just want to wear a helmet. I'm, that's what I. You heard? What, you saw his I face want. when I suggested. Oh, it. he's so mad. Yeah, he was mad. God. I don't know. It's, it's just, hard. But God's weird, though, I think. Yeah, I think he might be. But right. the guys up the road have snakes. I don't want to. Yeah, no, I hate snakes. Uh, so, yeah. So they're physically and mentally exhausted at the end of every day. They only ate peaches. <laughs> they stole from a nearby orchard. Because that's what? all the food they had. Oh, God. Ah, and I like peaches. But what a nightmare. Oh, my God. The diarrhea. Uh, can we have something that isn't a peach? <laughs> I have sores in my mouth. The diarrhea alone. Oh, Jesus. You can't just eat peaches. Um, excuse me, uh, Edward. Yeah. I was wondering if God would let us eat anything but stolen peaches. Uh-uh. Cool. See, he said no, everyone. See it roll time. Oh, cool. He's rewarding us with more rolling and banging. Strang- Fill up on peaches now. We've got a long session ahead. Strangely, eating only peaches made them all very weak. <laughs> <laughs> so, so weak. I mean, that's really the experiment. What happens when you put a room full of people <laughs> near a peach orchard? And that's all they eat. This week on Life's a Peach. <laughs> uh, Maud Hurt's fiancé, James, came to the island to visit after a few weeks. The rollers... <laughs> you all smell a lot like peaches. Hi there. Oh, this is weird. You're all very yellow. The rollers told him... They had received a message from God. They were going to build a new. Oh, tabernacle. you didn't hear? No, God makes us roll and eat peaches. We're all hearing the same thing. And Tell that's, him, Edward. And that's that. We walk past. We we pasta. We we don't we. Pasta's all we talk about when we're not rolling. <laughs> we're very pasta. We would love pasta. The, Edward won't let us say the p word. The Holy Rollers told them they were going to build the new tabernacle. And when James asked where they were going to get the money to buy it, the flock said, you. Apparently, this is what Edmund had told them. But Edmund already... Oh, Edmund. I was saying Edward. Oh, no, Edmund. Right. But Edmund already owed James money for, from a loan. Fortunately, Edmund had been told by God that the loan was canceled and he no longer owed the debt. Well, that's, so that's official. That's yeah. That's that's better than official. a notary. That's how. I mean, that's Bank of America. That's God takes takes that. They'll yeah. accept that as a thing. Well, the you, mortgage. Yeah. Oh, my mortgage is done. I heard from God last night. Well, uh, I, I understand your policy. Let me throw God on the phone. Uh, hello, Bua. This is the Lord and Savior God. I want you to wipe away all Edmund's debt. I don't believe. I created everything. Except loans. Except for loans. Those <laughs> are an like invention them. of you. <laughs> now knock it off. Edmund told them, uh, uh, James, to, to Edmund tells James, after Edmund says the loan is canceled, he tells James that he has to sell all his valuables, quit his job, and devote himself was to he his church. Was he settled at this point, or was this still James? just pretty fresh off no, the boat? James just came by for a visit. He just was like, hey, what's up, everyone? He's what? like, hey, didn't you hear? I don't know you anything. You're building new structures. Sell all your stuff. Care for a peach? James had just bought a new car, but Edm- Edmund told them to get rid of it. You gotta get rid of that. World possessions and all, everything. James was not down with this plan. 
uh, Edmund told James that God would smile, would smite him for not giving him the money. Different. So this is getting weird. Yeah. Maud then told James. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's kind of like eliminates the free will to decide what to do with yeah, your life. Really? So Maud then broke off uh, the engagement with James Good. because God commanded it, and yeah. James left the island. So this was a super shitty vacation for him. But also, arguably, the hero of the story. Well, so far. Oh, he's coming back. God also demanded that Sophia Hartley and Lee Campbell call off their engagement as well. Edmund was now railing God against... God wants all the women to be really single and horny mm, for me. Super single. Maybe topless. God. Uh, topless. God doesn't like tops. God hates bras. So Edmund is now railing against fornication, demanding personal purity from the flock. As Corinthians 7 uh, 1 says, it is not good. The only thing that should be banging is your head. <laughs> it is not. It is not good for man to touch a woman. At the same time, God gave him a new message. Every woman in the flock. You've got mail. Is that how this keeps happening? Yeah. Every woman in the flock had to take part in a ceremony uh, with him. Uh, which would, quote, mm. endow them with the grace of love. Mm. It would take place in his tent. Uh, he and the woman would, quote, engage in a long prayer service. Uh-huh. There was a laying on of hands. Uh-huh. At the end, he told the woman to put her arms around his neck and kiss him. Okay. And then they would be told to submit themselves to the lust of other men in the flock. If any woman refused to take part in the ceremony... They would be denounced and declared carnal and of the devil. Okay. So he, he takes women one by one into a tent, mm -hmm. prays with them. Long time, yeah. Makes out with them, mm -hmm. and then says if they say no to fucking any of the men, they'll go to hell. Yep. Cool guy. It's one way to do it. They were all, quote, anointed in front of each other, family uh, members, etc. When you say anointed, you mean they're just having, like, an orgy. Mm -hmm. I, and when I say orgy, I mean, like, a rapey orgy. I mean, I think, yeah, I think they're having orgies. Ugh. The reason they went for it was because Edmund said God wanted a new Mary for the restoration, and it was up to Edmund to choose her. So Sorry, there he's America's Got Talenting... <laughs> The flock of women in a fuck competition? Yeah, it's a, it's a hot fuck comp, and uh, they're trying to pick the new Mary. This is how Jesus... Tonight, did. we I will think... find out who is our new Mary. I've never really read the Bible, but I'm pretty sure this is how, how Jesus did it. No? Totally. Totally. No one brought that up, I guess. This didn't also, happen in the... Also, can I make the point that the Mary's synonymous with virginity? Well, I mean, so uh, and he's just being like, yeah, 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 yeah. But I got to see what's going on in there. Yeah, but he, he don't want an amateur. <laughs> uh, so uh, then he named all of his female followers the brides of Christ. Sure, 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 sure. Although the male followers were not supposed to be a part of the anointing, one guy accidentally walked into one of Edmund's private ceremonies. Wait, aren't the men... The men are... Oh, that's the anointing. The sex is no, something... Edmund is, Edmund is basically having sex with women while the, all the other women watch. But aren't the guys also... No. It's only Edmund that can sleep with them. No, they all can sleep with them. Oh, right. But he's doing the, the special ceremony. His anointing ceremony, which ladies. is the private tent time yeah. where he's kissing them. And then he is 
Oh, he's doing Fornic- it. Okay, right. This this isn't the private tent time. Now they're now he's screwing the women in front of each other. Okay, this so is all the, the other women are watching him do story. it, and okay. the men are outside, and the men are not allowed to walk in. Right. To yeah, well, that kind of busts up the energy a little. Uh, one guy accidentally walked into one of Edmund's private ceremonies. He was chased and beaten by the flock. The guy went back to Corvallis and told everyone in the town what he had seen. Now rumors of free love and nudity spread. Burgess Starr started to have doubts. So Edmund announced Burgess. Uh, that shouldn't say announced. There was a change. So whatever. He kicked Burgess out. Okay. And uh, he's shunned, as were all the other men in camp. With the all the men were? The exception of uh, three other guys. Frank Hurt, Lee Campbell, and Samson Levin. So all the other guys who were there were kicked out, except for these three dudes. Um, and the other men were shunned, even the ones that are married to the... To these women who are now in the and, and the, the women and the the brides of Christ that obviously choose Christ over these guys. That's correct. Right? That's what I would do. Yeah, of course. Now he's got it all. The Salvation Army got wind that things were not going as planned with their man Edmund, and set uh, sent in Captain Charles Brooks to save the women in the situation. All right. So the captain's coming in. Uh-huh. They're sending in a, a ranking officer, and he's a ranking officer in the Church of Salvation Army. That's correct. Okay. <laughs> That didn't go as planned either. Within days, Brooks was crying that he was covered in snakes and had been visited by the devil. Okay. He tore off his clothes and threw them into a fire before passing out. (laughs) Okay. So they sent a good guy to go do this. How's it going there, Brooks? (laughs) Well, I'm naked and snakes are all over me. I can't come back. (laughs) Brooks quickly became Edmund's most trusted disciple. (laughs) So that didn't work out at all. Let's not send anybody else down there. <laughs> Captain Susceptible, do you want to go? No. All right. You've heard my name. Rain came at the end of the summer, and since they had not gotten that loan to build their tabernacle, they needed to move. They could not move into the city. They're basically just on a fucking island. And with, there's no buildings. Yeah. Okay, great. So, so they're just stranded on an island yeah. where the women can't say no. They roll around and bang their heads, and all they do is eat peaches. And then fuck. Yes. Uh, they could not move into the city limits because of the ban. Maud and Sarah Hurt stepped up. They invited Edmund, 19 of the flock, to move into the Hurt family home. It was just across the river from the town and outside the city border. There were now 20 people rolling around O.V. Hertz's house. Okay. They prayed so loudly that they could be heard by people a quarter mile away. Oh, wow. It's fucking screaming. How far away is heaven? That's probably not loud That's like a half mile. Oh, it is? Okay. Edmund began to regulate every detail of his father's lives. They couldn't use candles. They had to sleep on the floor. Wait, right off the bat, insane. Can't use candles? Well, the light comes from God-provided light. Not at night. Yeah, then you shouldn't be... You know. Okay, I'm not even going to... Uh, they could only eat what uh, Edmund had touched. <laughs> that is... that Edmund! Is... Edmund, did you touch this ham? No, hold on. Here we go. You're going to eat this? Yeah. Let me get my hand all over it. There we go. <laughs> okay. There we go. Have you washed them in a while? I'm. Uh, by the way, I have to lick some of these, too. Okay. God, God came down earlier. Okay. He told me that the, the hand isn't enough, so I'm just okay. going to give this ham a lick. I totally, get, ugh, I totally get it. Oh God! Wow. Okay, and he also said I should probably eat some of it. Uh, so I'm just take pictures before you eat it. Okay. Whatever. That's falling off the bone. <laughs> That's delicious. Oh. Mm. Mm. I just, and he said I got to put it down my pants real quick. 
the flock was only allowed to communicate with each other. This meant O.V., whose house it was, who was a Christian, who'd open up his house to these people, mostly kept mostly to keep an eye on his family, right, uh, was snubbed in his own house and called the Black Devil by everyone, including his wife and children. <laughs> <laughs> black black devil coming through. I'm no, going, I'm going to the bathroom. Here comes the devil. Excuse me, black devil. I'm not. That's not my name. Can I eat some of these eggs? Yeah. Thank you, black devil. You stop calling me that. Um, my name is. O- Do you guys want an omelet? The o- black v. devil's gonna let me use the eggs. I'm not. Is your is the bedroom? Are you enjoying? Is the room nice? The, the, the yeah, it's great. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Screw you, black devil. <laughs> Donna Starr refused to even shake hands with her husband, Burgess, when he came to visit. Warren Hartley came to the house only to have his mother and sister lie on the floor in a trance-like state. <laughs> Come on! Just say something to me! The Lord is great. 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 Uh, Coral, Cora Hartley told I her, brought some brittle. <laughs> your favorite brittle from town. Cora Hartley told her husband to go away or she would face eternal damnation. I guess it worked because on October 28th, O.V. joined the Holy Rollers. Oh, God. What an awful... All right. Let's do this. This is the part of the movie where you're like, come on, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, no. Yeah. All right, I'm in. He quit his job. A sign was posted on the uh, What are you going to do for work instead of this, O.V.? Uh... Look, I just want people to stop calling me the devil. I gotta be honest. It's so taxing. Could you imagine waking up and you're like, I'm just gonna go get a glass of water and there's like nine people going, here comes the black devil. I I, I was ready to fucking kill myself. So I'm in this bullshit, right? I'm just in for now. But I just, I just, I can't. I can't. You know what I mean? Well, you'll be missed. Okay. <laughs> Uh, a sign was posted on the front door that read, Positively no admittance except on God's business. That's like what a kid does. <laughs> Can't enter unless you're a friend. <laughs> no girls allowed. Ovi stopped dressing nice and started wearing rags and grew a beard. Hey, you know, man, look, sometimes you just got to say screw it. Let it out, man. You know what? If I'm not going to have a job... I'm just going to fucking let shit hang. Yeah. You know, I'm tired, yeah. of, I'm tired of shaving. Yeah. Edmund ordered all the furniture and possessions taken from the house and set on fire. Hey, uh, uh, hey, uh, just, uh, uh-huh. look, I'm all in to the, yeah. the cult. I told yeah, you, you I are. quit my job. I'm, I'm in. Um, and I'm happy to, to do all this. Uh-huh. I'm thinking, why don't we do this? Right. Just to make, let's hedge our bets. Okay. Let's take all the furniture. Let's put it in the garage. And oh, we'll just leave it set there. Set the garage on fire? Nope. No, That's no, no. Good, that's an nope. idea. Let me, let yeah, me I think we're going to set the garage on fire. We're actually not. Let me finish my pitch, please. We're actually right. not. What I'm saying is let's put it in there. Mm-hmm. Right? Let's put it in there. Mm-hmm. And then let's let it, let's sit on it for maybe, let's think about it for a, a couple of Weeks, years, maybe I don't know. You know, it's just the whole the whole. Col- they don't make a lot of that stuff anymore. So if one of those pieces goes, you got to rebuy everything. Not that I like possessions. I don't care about possessions. I'm just saying, you know, as far as that uh, the, the the table is 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 handcrafted. It's been in my family for a while, and it's just you know that'll. You know, yeah, I'm fine. We can throw it on the lawn. What do you want to do? Just burn it all at once? I guess uh, everyone's looking at me real crazy, and I don't want to be uh, the black devil anymore. So I just, what do, what do I need to do? Set it on fire? Yeah, why don't you do that? Let's get it out of here. Let's get it out of here now. Let's move it fast. 
The garage, too. I like the idea of burning that garage down. This included photos, heirlooms, utensils, a bike, a guitar, shotguns, dishes. Shotguns? We're burning guns! Baby buggies and a stove. After that, they burned flowers, a grapevine, 20 chickens, a cat, and a dog. Oh, God. Rumors spread in town that they had tossed baby Martha hurt on the fire, too, but this was not true. Okay. During that fire, Cora and Sophie Hartley then went to their house, smashed all the family china, and carried as much as they could to put on the fire. What? Thankfully, they didn't have much to carry, as they had already sold most of their stuff. Good. They then went over to Sophia's brother's place and stripped it of... Things. Hey, how are you guys? On the fire. Hey, how are you? Hey, what are you doing? What are you, what are you doing with all those my Those are stuff? my pictures. Come on. See you later. You're no, welcome. Those are all my Doobie Brother records. Yeah, we're gonna get into heaven. Uh, right. So they do that. The brother was not down. He grabbed his gun and went over and was about to kill uh, some of the flock when his friends stopped him. A second fire started at the Stars Place, and more uh, carnal goods were set on fire. The next day, 2,000 of Corvallis' 3,000 citizens lined the way to the Hurt House. Ovi's friends tried to talk to him, but they were not allowed in. The sheriff and two deputies then came and demanded to be let in. Edmund said, quote, I will consult God about it. Give me a minute. Let me talk to the man upstairs. Then he paced back and forth on the porch, staring at the sky while everybody waited. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, no, I'll hold. I can hold. <sighs> Sorry about that. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, so what's happening over there? <laughs> the cops? Oh, don't let them in unless they have a warrant. Okay. Flush all the weed, too. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. And you're going to want to have sex with a bunch of the women today. Okay. And make sure they roll around and bang their heads again, too. You got it. Are you still lighting furniture on fire? Yeah, yeah. That's a good man. That's a good man. You told me. Um, okay, well, I should get moving. I have a four o'clock. Yeah. Um, hey, uh, so I talked to him. Uh, we're not gonna, we're not down with what, you know, you coming in and stuff. And I got a bunch of ladies to fuck. So if you guys could just, uh, you know, scoot. What do, huh? what do we do, Saj? <laughs> He's talking to God. You saw it. Hey, is God, is God more powerful than the captain? <laughs> who do we listen to? Who outranks who? Does it go Sheriff God or God Sheriff? So the two lawmen were allowed in, and inside they found most of the holy rollers lying on the floor and laughing, crying, and praying. Oh. The sheriff had no idea what to do. There was no law against burning possessions or animals, for that matter. <laughs> but there were other laws. Edmund and Brooks were taken into town to have their sanity tested. Whoa. Most of the flock followed. This, well, that, I mean, yeah. come on, the flock? Yeah. The hell are they supposed to do? This was when... It, we'll stay here! That's not what... You flocks, failed! That's not at all what flocks do. This was when insanity was used to lock uh, people up who were socially or economically a problem. But both of the men were found to be sane. And as the rollers returned to the house, one father took advantage of the situation and grabbed his daughter, took her home, and tied her to the bed. He walked in. He was like, perfect. So you're down. (laughs) Edmund shouted that God would smite him. The news of the Holy Rollers was now big news across the world. But usually the reports were totally inaccurate. Human sacrifice was reported. Corvallis had become a laughingstock. People in town were being asked by friends if they had joined Edmund's church. 
Enough is enough. A few Corvallis men took matters into their own hands. Uh-oh. They went to the house one night and banged on the door. From inside, they were shouted at, quote, God have mercy. God will have victory tonight. <laughs> God wants me to sleep right now. God, God, uh, the men then started throwing rocks and smashing the windows, only to hear the holy rollers yell, it's either holiness or hell. After a while, the men just gave up. What? They just were smashing the rock, and they're like, they're not, these guys are well, they, fucking They're crazy. 10 minutes? Well, I think they were there a while, but they're like, these guys are nuts. Okay. Um, three of uh, Edmund's men then went to town and asked if anyone would be prosecuted or if they could get anybody for protection against guys throwing rocks through the window. Yeah, yeah. And the sheriff said he would provide it but couldn't guarantee their safety. What? If Edmund left town, however, he said, there would be no need for it. Okay. So I think he's giving them a little, yeah. get the fuck out of town, weirdo. Uh, and the next day, Edmund and Brooks fled Corvallis. Brooks was seen pedaling his bike as fast as he could. <laughs> <laughs> so great. <laughs> this so guy's great. great. Uh, but their fleeing didn't last long. Days later, they were back in the hurt house. Now, O.V. was done and wanted out. Okay. The so whole, he had a good run. Oh, yeah, he had a yeah. good run. The whole, he clearly just didn't want to be called the Black Devil by a bunch yeah. of Yeah, and then he was house. like, you know what? I mean, I mean, I had a great job. The Holy Rollers found a new tabernacle in Frank and Molly's house on the Willamette River. So O.V. kicks him out. Now they go to Frank and Molly's house. Edmund was then – Edmund then named his new Mary. Oh, so whoa, whoa, fucking, whoa. The moment is upon yeah, us. Yeah, well, here we are. A queen has been picked. Esther Mitchell, 16 years old. Mm. Yeah. One of the younger okay. contestants on the show. He announced that he was going to marry Esther. Okay. But that apparently worried her sister, who had Esther committed to the Boys and Girls Aid Society, which uh, was for homeless and abused children. So her sister went and grabbed her and had her fucking locked up. Uh, you know, the good thing is I don't think uh, that was the Mary. Uh, yeah, what's great about the Aid Society is that they have uh, locks on the wall you can... Put people in. It's perfect. Esther continued rolling and communicating with God in the Boys and Girls Aid Society. So they bring her there and she just rolls around and right. does her thing. Then on July 4th, 1904, Edmund was seen naked on the banks of the river surrounded by women. Hello. Hi there. Morning. Having a great time. I'm having a blowjob. <clears throat> the men in, the, For God. The men of Corvallis heard about this and now they were done. Yeah, and that's a little brash. Yeah. Nude Huck Finning. The girls in the flock wouldn't admit to anything sexual because they didn't want to shame their families, but it was pretty obvious some shit was going down. Right. That evening, 20 men who called themselves the White Caps got on a ferry and headed for Frank Hurd's house. There they captured the four men, Edmund, Brooks, Levins, and Campbell, and took them back to Corvallis. They marched them down... Main Street, and the sheriff did absolutely nothing. Edmund said, quote, Lord, forgive them what they are about to do. And then Edmund and Brooks were stripped in the street. <laughs> what kind of a punishment is that for those two? They're like, perfect. Uh, Got yeah. any naked ladies? What are we doing, boys? Classic Wednesday. I fuck bros if they're godly enough. Excuse me? I said I fuck bros if they're godly enough. I was giving you a chance to say something different. Let me put the God in you. All right. Have you ever, have you ever heard God? 
No, but well, no. I can make it happen. I'd rather not have you in me. <laughs> I don't know. No, I know. I do not know if that's true. I'm not trusting your philosophy. I see a weird twinkle in your eyes. No, nah, that's anger. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. You're about to hear God. What? I'm going to be inside you. No, 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 no. no. You want to do a missionary? You want to do it? We can do a missionary. I don't want to do it at all, and I'd not, no, I'm not into figuring that out with you. Let's figure that out. Nope. <laughs> um, so they're stripped. Now, this is when the great secret was revealed. <laughs> all right, wait. Let me reveal the great secret. Edmund had a monstrous penis. Oh, boy. 13 inches long. Oh, shit. <laughs> Listen, I, I, now had, I'm starting to see this religion a little he better. Just had a big but that's But that's why when he's naked, you're like, hey, uh, okay, yeah. So you do know God, obviously. God is a good friend of yours. I mean, look at that hog. Holy moly. Oh, this boy. Guy, I believe I will fucking burn in miracles. Him. Holy God Almighty. Wow, that is everything. a. Uh, that is quite woo, a dick. That is quite the God Sir. stick you've got there, my yes. lord. God has provided. It is a crucifix between thine legs. Uh, so Edmund and Brooks were then covered in tar. Does it tar. get bigger? Yeah. Oh, God. Edmund and Brooks were then covered in tar. Okay. <laughs> okay. Edmund got two layers, Ugh. and then they were feathered. Levins and Campbell just had the tops of their heads tarred and feathered. What? I don't know. I don't know how that... Like, maybe they were out of tar, like they didn't have that much tar. Oh, Shane, what are we going to do? We're low on what tar. What about these guys? Uh, and you guys were just going to do your heads. Like a tar hat? No, it's a form of punishment. We prearranged. So I can just shave off my hair and I'll be fine. Well, yeah, but don't, please. Have you seen his dick? It's hard to look away from. I am not going to lie to you. That is holy Moses. Yeah. That is, uh... Right? Whew. Follow him, you know what I mean? I, well, I, it's hard to not follow him. Yeah. <laughs> I can't, uh, yeah. Yeah. The, the Lord mixed a man with a donkey. <laughs> I, uh, I swear. <laughs> this is offensive. It is offensively large. It is hard to look away from. Well, he think... accidentally hit it into me and it hurt. I think it bruised my hand. Yeah. It is. I saw him dent a car. Oh, God. Yeah. Jeez. So uh, they were all, all four of them were warned to stop. But or sorry, the I, next I, time it would be worse. We, we've co- <laughs> we've covered this, but it's hot tar. It's hot tar. It hurts. It hurts really it's, badly. It's pain, it's very what, what is it? I mean, but it, does it burn your skin? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think it's like. It's it not depends. like third degree burn. It's not third degree burn, but it's yeah. It's it's first fucking, degree burns at least blistered at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're you're not. You, and then the way you, how do you get it off? You get it off by I like. I don't remember, but there's ways. I mean, obviously, you try to get it off before it cools completely, but there's ways. I think, but it's it's a very painful process. That is such a barbaric. Thing. Yeah. Um, so then they released them. Uh, the next day, Edmund went to the courthouse. The first he, time a guy pitched that, people were like, "What? What? Uh, no, I got a great idea. Since he broke the law, yeah, let's pour a bunch of hot tar on him. Then we put feathers on him, like a bird." <laughs> okay, but you're the same guy who wanted to put syrup and gravel on people. Yeah, gravel cakes. Okay. Why don't you come back with another idea? I have a lot more pitches. I'll come back. Okay. All right. Jesus Christ. That guy's a fucking idiot. The next day, Eben went to the courthouse. Gravy needles. <laughs> I'll see you. I, I, that, that, that's not ready for... That's not ready. Uh, he went to the courthouse, right? Okay, yeah. The next day? 
Because he wanted, because he was he was there to get married. <laughs> he married his second choice. <laughs> that is so messed up. Married though, to be, too, right? Yeah, but that is really Who's messed the up. The second Mary. Like if God is so if God is so involved in all this. He, he, well, the first one got locked up. The yeah. first one was like a test or something. Yeah, but it's it not fake. like replacing a cashier. We're talking about Mary's. That's exactly what it is. Oh, okay. Uh, so he, cho- he chose Maud Hurt, right? Ovi's uh, kid. They were married in a private room of the courthouse. That night, the white caps went, because they told him to stop. Yeah, they said they didn't want him to marry her. And they went to Frank Hurt's house that night. When Frank left with two women, they went in. Looking for Edmund and Brooks. But Edmund and Brooks had been dressed in drag, and they were actually the two women who left with Frank. Oh, my God. Well, good luck finding them, boys. We'll see you later. Edwin was in a dress? Yeah. They were not seen. Edmund was in a dress, I mean? Yeah. Edmund and Brooks are both in a dress. He's got to be standing there like, don't get hard, don't get hard, don't get hard, don't get hard. It's like a Fairly Brothers movie. Yeah. Yeah, truly. Uh, they were not seen. But his cor- penis was probably poking out of the dress. Oh, ridiculous giant penis on that lady. Oh, yes. I was born with a third leg that I don't put a shoe on. Ooh. Well, good day, gentlemen. Mm-hmm. Um, so they Ow, were, my penis. They I not, mean nothing. They were not seen in Corvallis again. Edmund moved his church to Portland and de- declared himself the second savior. Maud moved back with O.V., <laughs> which is a weird marriage. By March 1904, three months later, it seemed Corvallis had seen the last of the Holy Rollers. Burgess Starr moved to Portland and took Donna with him. Now that Edmund was there, she fell back under his spell, and Burgess was furious. Now, why did you go back there? What are you doing? Why did you move closer to him? Yeah. He filed a complaint with the DA, accusing Edmund of committing... I ran into Edmund earlier. What? Uh, uh, Squeeze me? (laughs) Uh, so he files a complaint with the DA uh, that his wife committed adultery, which was a crime then, uh-huh. right? And Burgess wasn't alone. Twelve other men then filed the same complaint. Oh, boy. So they're coming out of the woodwork for Big Dick Charlie. Right, yeah, right, right. <laughs> but they had no proof. Donna was then forced to sign an affidavit that she had had sex with Edmund, and Edmund took off. A $350 reward was put on his head. A description was circulated throughout the state. Quote, Edmund's given name... you got to put in the description of the, the hog. The he's got a huge hog on him. Oh, so it looks like he's got an anaconda in his corner. The underside pot is like a mule. Edmund's given name is Edmund instead of Joshua, which later he adopted when pronouncing himself a holy roller. Uh, Edmund is described as being about 30 years old, a very light complexion, white hair, white whiskers, unless... The biggest penis you've ever seen on a man. Huge dick. Uh, He weighs about 135 pounds. 138 with the dick. (laughs) Five feet, six inches. Six, two with the dick. Uh, Wears number five and a half shoe. Tiny feet. Whoa, dude. That's blowing up the whole... Yeah, you know what? Yeah. Yeah. You know what they say, uh, guys with tiny shoes. Get uh, to pick the next Virgin Mary. That's right. He has a good black suit and may be wearing blue-colored blouse with belt run through it. Also wears brown leggings. He's sure to have a Bible. Leggings? Oh, yeah. That's terrible for that. I mean, people are like, whoa. He's sure to have a Bible under his arm or in his pockets. Okay. 17 of the flock moved back to Frank Hurt's place, where they rolled and prayed the days away. They also stopped eating meat and started gathering their food. Then they started eating only one type of food per meal. Oh, boy. Cora Hartley, who 
was taken home, spent most of the spring praying in a dark closet. Maud stopped calling Ovi father because there was only one father and he was in heaven. Mm-hmm. Um, she called her dad the old man hurt. <laughs> you know, I'm getting a little sick and tired of the nickname. You want to go back to the black devil? No, I don't. Go back to the, okay, old man hurt. Can you call old me? Old man hurt. Call me by my name. Call me dad. Black devil. Call me Black Dan. I, please meet me half. Old man devil. How big's your dick, Dad? <sighs> it's not very, is it? It's not big at all. That's why Mom was fucking him. All right. Uh, she fasted for days at a time and turned the pictures to the wall because they reflected vanity in the world. Right. Yeah. Uh, she would also run into a crowded room, fall to her knees, and pray for the salvation of everyone there. That helps. So she's great at a party. That's good, yeah. Meanwhile, the Brides of Christ would go out in public barefoot and wearing thin brown collarless dresses that had a drawstring in the front. Wow. So they're they're out there in this time. That's called a ready-to-go outfit. Yeah. Um, they also didn't have hats, which was... Pure fucking insanity then. Mm-hmm. One paper wrote, Sane people don't go around bald-headed. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many other reasons. <sighs> so many other reasons. Sane people. Uh, they were driving the town crazy, so the Holy Rollers were sent to the insane asylum. Maud and May Hurt and uh, their mother Sarah, Frank Hurt and his wife Molly, Florence Seeley, all committed. The others were taken home and watched by their families. They're just going to enjoy the padded room. They're going to be like, this doesn't bruise us as bad. It's great. I can roll around here. On May 29th, 1904, Edmund was found. Turns out, and this should not be very surprising, he had been under the Hertz house the whole time. Under the Hertz house? He was found one day by Ovi's adopted son when he went looking for worms. Oh. (laughs) Our hero. Edmund was emaciated. Barely able to stand. Can I have some of those worms? Had a huge beard and was ghostly pale. Hello. He looked about 60, even though he was just about 31. <laughs> he had been in a hole six feet long, two feet wide, and a foot and a half deep for four months. Oh. Oh, my. Oh God's my. plan is getting weird. It's so weird. That kid probably thought he found the biggest worm ever. He's like, I got a real winner here. Oh, my God. What if he reaches down and he just grabs his penis? I, mean, I got Oh, the my biggest. God. This huge worm. Oh, look. It's getting hard. <laughs> oh, no. Hard worm. <laughs> oh, I'm going to pull it out until it leaves. No matter how many times I got a tug on it. Oh, God. The flock was smuggling him supplies, but after they were locked up, he still lived in the hole for another month. <laughs> Oh, my God. (laughs) Awful. This is going to work out. This is going to work out. I'm all in. (laughs) So all in. I'm all in. As he came out, he held out his arms and proclaimed, I am Elijah. (laughs) (laughs) Elijah. (laughs) Elijah was a prophet who told King Ahab to repent. But ended up hiding in a stream where birds brought him food. Oh my God! I am Elijah. All right, that's enough out of you. Oh, he's the best. I'm Elijah. Uh, a newspaper said he looked more beast than man. Hello, I'm Elijah. He was taken to jail and kept away from the crowds who wanted to see the quote semi-human creature. <laughs> Nice people offered to kill him for O.V., but O.V. just wanted to get on with his life. Please, just don't talk about just it anymore. Don't, and don't say... Don't say... Hmm? 
You know, don't say it. Black Devil? Ah! What? Ah! What? It's catchy. Edmund was taken to Portland to face the adultery charge. He declined a lawyer, saying God was his attorney, and then he pled not guilty. Okay. The judge asked Edmund if he knew people thought he was insane, and Edmund replied that God hadn't mentioned that. Mm, no. Of all the stuff not he's no, told phone me. Call. He's told me everything. He's told me so much stuff. He never said that. So that's not a thing. Nope. Edmund had to wait in jail for six weeks. His fellow inmates despised him at first, but soon he became oh, no. very respected. No. He's got a way. No. As the uh, trial got going, the huge crowd was disappointed when the state presented a short case. People had come to hear the dirty fucking stories. <laughs> Just a few witnesses took the stand, like Donna Starr, who confirmed their adulterous relationship. The prosecution actually had plenty of dirt, but didn't want to bring any more shame on the girls' families. Edmund uh, called no witnesses. He told You mean God called no witnesses. He told the jury that his laws were the Ten Commandments, and he had broken none of them. He quoted passages from the Bible and admitted to having, quote, purged Donna Starr's flesh from sin. Yeah. And I made her come. Yeah. When the judge asked whether he was admitting to adultery, Edmund replied, quote, Yes, in the eyes of the world, I am guilty, but God is on my side. In the eyes of your law, yes, I am guilty, but in the eyes of God, I'm innocent. He should and, be here. And while you may lock me in my prison cell, I can still cry glory to God and rest secure in the knowledge that when my time comes, God will plead my case. I spent the last half a year in a hole. Prison's going to be a mansion. Suck on that. Okay. Edmund was found guilty and sentenced to two years in prison. He cried, God bless you, to the jury while smiling as he was being let out. Oh, boy. He could have been prosecuted for the crime of having sex with teenage girls because O.V. had learned what Edmund had done with his daughter. But O.V. didn't want to hurt his daughter's reputation, so he kept it secret. Right. Edmund did 17 months and was released on December 13th, 1905. He went up to Seattle. That's where Frank and Molly, now out of the asylum, were trying to rebuild their lives. <sighs> All the Holy Rollers had been released from the asylum at this point. He sent for Molly. I'm getting the band back together. <laughs> we got a van. I'm Elijah now. He sent for Maud, who was living with O.V. and had been forced to divorce Edmund. She came, and they were remarried on April 3rd, 1906. is like, all right, you know what? We're done. We're, I'm so over. We are through. This is it. I am so over this I'm shit. I'm done. Sarah, Sarah Hurt joined them. So Ovi's wife is... Jesus. Edmund then told them they were setting up a new Eden on the Yachts River on the Oregon coast. He also said he was very angry with the Corvallis, Portland, Seattle, and San Francisco. Yeah. He said they were modern Sodoms and called the wrath of God on them. It worked. A few days later, a 7.8 earthquake hit San Francisco, destroying 80% of the city. Oh, God. So they are so fucking in. So now he is in. so validated. They are so in. So validated. I'd buy it. I'd be like, all right, dude. Yeah. Let's, oh, this let's, is a I'm little listening. weird. I'm listening. This is a little weird. I'm listening. Edmund took full credit. His flock all headed down the Oregon coast. Donna Starr left her home in the middle of the night, bailing on her kids and stealing $3.50 from her husband. We'll live like kings. <laughs> she walked 80 miles to get to her Joshua. Esther Mitchell also returned to Edmund. Women began to stream through the nearby town with the Oregonian reporting, quote, Edmund, the holy roller, is accumulating another stock of lunatics who sooner or later will have to be taken care of by the state. 
that capture and care of his misguided followers cost the state several thousand dollars two years ago, and from the start is he is making it is not improbable that will be another big bill of expense to foot in the near future. <laughs> so he gets to them. It's all yeah. about money. Yeah. The paper took a swipe uh, <clears throat> at the fathers and brothers of the women, saying that they lacked balls because they let Edmund live. <laughs> okay, so there's a little context here. Because when, when I've been researching Oregon stuff, I have repeatedly found that in Oregon at this time, men who slept with married women were being gunned down, and then juries would let them off. And this was a huge thing in Oregon. So guys could shoot the the guy who was committing adultery with their wives yeah. and get off because people would and, feel and and then it became like a thing like that's right. so that's what we do here. right okay so killing killing the guy who sleeps with your wife is legal yeah okay. basically so uh, I mean they would be tried but then always found right right so Lewis Hartley uh, took this taunting to his heart he found out about his wife and daughter's plan to head to Edmund. So before Edmund arrived in his new Eden, Hartley took a train to a town 50 miles away and walked the rest of the way. And then he waited for them. As the flock were boarding a ferry, Hartley approached, whipped out his pistol, and pointed it at Edmund's head and pulled the trigger five times. Oh, shit. Was he okay? it turns out Hartley's friend had sold him the gun and didn't want him to get in trouble, so he put the wrong kind of ammo in it. What kind of ammo did he put the in kind it? kind that doesn't shoot when you pull the trigger. He put in, like, blanks? I don't know what he put in. It just said he put in a kind of ammo that wouldn't work. He put in the kind that's going to make it seem like Edwin is a miracle? Well, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> well, I told you. I predicted the earthquake and my head's bulletproof. Take care, Charlie. Edmund told his flock, no one can kill Joshua. Oh, so now he has made an earthquake. It's yeah, yeah, and he's and bulletproof. he can't be killed. Yeah. The holy rollers. And he's got the hugest penis. The holy rollers were now flying. That's by. the holy trinity. <laughs> he caused an earthquake, he's bulletproof, and he's got a hog under his little moo moo. Oh. At the new camp, Edmund said they should live like Adam and Eve without clothing. The guy who owned the land was not down with this idea and told them to leave. Come on. Come on, guy. <sighs> they ended up moving into a cave on a beach. Oh, this will be perfect. Scavenging shellfish to survive and sharing a total of four blankets. God's plan is great, huh, everybody? Wait, if God, if you can make an earthquake yeah. and survive a shooting, can uh-huh. you get, like, uh, boxes or more blankets, pillows or whatever? Uh, can I eat something other than shellfish and fucking peaches? Well... <laughs> You know, I, I'm going to be honest. The, the diet is pretty much what God wanted. So if you want some more raw oysters and a peach, we can make that happen. Plus, we're starting a band called Muscles and Peaches. Muscles and Peaches, yeah. <laughs> Edmund said he was going to find another place for all of them. Then Edmund and Mon went to Seattle. Okay. And rented an apartment. <laughs> oh, God. What? <laughs> the new Garden of Eden. Uh, Esther then joined them. <laughs> How are people still buying it? He's got his first and second wife. He's got, got his first and second wife, and yeah. everyone else is living in a cave eating yeah. shellfish. And he's <laughs> in a apartment in Seattle. I got an Airbnb. Well, on Monday, May seventh, nineteen oh six, Edmund was outside of a grocery store when George Mitchell, brother of Esther and Donna Starr, shot Edmund in the back of the head. He fell dead at Maud's feet. So the the taunting by the newspaper of all the men right. who were related to it worked pretty right. well. Right. Two yeah. guys yeah. in like a few days. Yeah. 
Uh, when police arrived, George was just standing there smoking a cigar. How's it going, guys? Hey, what's up, you guys? I shot this guy. He's, uh, he's all over the pavement. His brains, anyway. Whatever. Huh? That's my sister he fucked. He's right smoking a cigar? Yeah, it's good. Cuban. I saved it for this moment when I shot this guy in the head. I was like, I'm going to shoot this guy in the head, and then I'm going to light this up. He fucked my sister. Sarge, I kind of love this guy's style. <laughs> <laughs> Maud quietly kneeled beside the body. George was taken to jail and given every comfort they could give him. No one thought he would be convicted of murder. It just wasn't the way then. As the Seattle Daily Times reported, according to legal bookworms, the killing of Joshua Edmund by George Mitchell yesterday morning was murder in the first degree. According to the fathers with families and to the brothers with defenseless sisters, it comes with within the same category of the law as killing a mad dog. George Mitchell was a hero. 30000 was raised for his bail. Wow. Back then? Yeah. Crazy amount of money. The district attorney, and it was a Kickstarter. They did it all online. They did oh, it in wow. like two That's days. Oh, wow. That's great. The district attorney in Portland wrote to the Seattle prosecutor, quote, when a man infringes upon the common decency of society to the extent that this man did, and there is no statute under which he should be he could be prosecuted, and he has so grossly debauched families, I think the taking of the law in one's own hands under such, such circumstances to mete out summary justice is almost excusable. Okay. That's the district attorney. Important. All right. So... I'm the voice of reason. <clears throat> Maude did not wear black at Edmund's funeral because she was sure Edmund would be resurrected. Obviously. <laughs> Quote, in four days, Joshua will be in our midst again. Okay. And Satan will be rebuked. Okay. Some local tradesmen found the Brides of Christ still living on mussels and clamps in their cave. Oh, God. <laughs> How's their health? Oh, the smell. Hi. Uh, they refused to believe Edmund was dead and would not leave. Ovi was told where they were and finally went down and brought them back. <laughs> come on, come on, you guys. Come on. Let's do it at my place. Let's do it at my place. Black Devil's here. Let's just go to my place. Get out of the cave. No, put down the muscles. Let's get a couple road clams. <laughs> if we make this into a movie, it's going to be called Road Clams. Road Clams. George Mitchell... Uh, pled not guilty, saying he was temporarily insane. The prosecution's case lasted just six hours. Wow. This time, the defense gave the crowd that came all the dirty details of what was going there on go. inside the cult. There we go. They made the case that any man whose sisters were, quote, ruined would have gone bonkers, too. Okay, right. O.V. Hurt, Burgess Starr, and Lewis Hartley testified for the defense. The state calls the great devil. The jury took an hour and declared him not guilty. What? Yeah. That's great. <laughs> As George, because he fucked his sister. I know, but I thought it was going to go the other way. No, no, fucking. I was it, starting to you think. You can still get away with that. I was starting to think if this was the. fucked someone's uh, sister, bang, bang. It's called a bang for a bang. As George prepared to go home a couple days later, another brother was tr uh, trying to get Esther to forgive him and, and to say goodbye to him. She'd refused up until now, but showed up at the train station, and just before the train left, she walked up, holding her coat, and softly said goodbye to her brother. Then she pulled out a pistol and blew his brains out. Oh, God! Quote, I killed him because he killed Joshua. We were commanded to do it. Maud, Maud called the police and, uh, when she heard he was dead, assuming she would be wanted too. And she was. She had helped plan it. She had bought the gun with the pay she got for being a witness at George's murder trial. She got paid. She was bribed she to be a witness. She was paid to be a witness, and she used that money to kill to get a gun to kill her brother. 
That's pretty uh, because a guy was pretty interesting her. twist. There was a backlash against how easy it was to get guns, as well as <laughs> uh-huh. okay. <laughs> how long did it last? Uh, as well as the jury who had let George walk. Uh, clearly, the killing of people having sex with young women had to stop in the Northwest. Modern Esser were found. Maybe it's easier to just try to stop the sex with people so young. Cut the head off the well, hydra, if you it will. It didn't even matter if they were young or not. If they, if a woman was twenty three and not married, they would. Oh no! Yeah, this had nothing to do with age. You just if you were, you just couldn't. You're not allowed to bang someone's sister or daughter or whatever. A or woman, wife. Right. A woman, a lady. a lady. Yeah, I believe they, there's, a, uh, there's a larger umbrella we can hang it under. Right. There was a backlash against how easy it was to get guns, as well as the jury let him go. Uh, clearly, the killing of people having sex with young women had to stop in the Northwest. Maude and Esther were found to be insane and were in jail ready for ready to be transferred to an asylum. When Maude took strychnine oh, on God. November 17th, 1906, and died. Her cousin, a former a former bride of Christ, had just visited her. So her sister, sister her, gave her the yeah. Her cousin yeah. gave her. Esther spent two years in prison before being released to OV. She stayed there five years. Then she took strychnine and died in 1914. Wow, that is insane. Totally normal story. That is so crazy. Um. Doesn't it just seem it would, so? It, it almost feels like it just if just start a cult. That just seems like a. I know you can just make people do anything you want so easily if you say you have a phone to God. But I've thought about this and like I don't understand how these people do it. I don't understand how they get. Like I just don't have that kind of language. Also, the the time you have to put in. Well, look. I mean, if you're the second coming, it's it's a twenty four seven job, bro. Um. Yeah, but how do you convince people? But that's the thing, right? I mean, the, the, like you could still do it now, but back then it was way easier. Uh, but uh, but people still people still do it now. Like there's a fucking oh, yeah. actor who it started a fucking cult out in uh, Venice. Hmm. Although they're probably listening now, and they're going to kill me. Yeah, but he started a cult out there. Like there's just there's just people that I don't know how you figure out to talk. That way. Well, you have language. to. You also have to. I mean, you. You know, you really do wonder. I think, like, because obviously, it. Okay, so just before you go on, I'm going to show you the picture of Edmund. The picture. Oh God. Whoa, 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 whoa! What do we have here? <laughs> what? This? That's it. God. That is crazy. I mean, he's insane. <laughs> Dude, he is. Off his tits. Like, that's like Charles Manson-looking motherfucker. Yeah. It also looks like he has to weight his crotch down with his arms. Yeah, well, he did have to hold it down a lot. Wow. Great penises, you know what I mean? Great penises, bang alike. You've Um, been listening to Great Penises. I want to say my buddy Luke has really been enjoying the uh, Suffetel plotline on the dollop lately. (laughs) The Sofollop. Don't go to the Los Angeles Sofitel <laughs> Hotel unless you want uh, to be kicked out in the middle of the night and almost die on the streets. There you go. <laughs> that would be my, my recommendation to you because they just randomly throw people out of hotels for no reason. Make Who have sleep. keys to the room? And they make them sleep in cars, and which reminds them. me. We sign those. We do sign cars. Um, you have something else to say? 
Uh, no, I'm done. Oh, well, we could have just ended there. Nice punch, but instead you're just, what, checking the pictures? What are you doing? Uh, sorry, my wife sent me a... Yeah, but we can end the podcast, then you can look. I mean, I have a phone here. Oh, look at all these missed events. Oh, gosh. I'm swamped. Well, there's my night here. I'll be cleaning up this mess. Missed a lot of notifications. We sent cars. Oh, hey there, everybody. It's Gareth, you know, from this uh, this podcast. Uh, listen, I've got some stand-up shows. I'm inviting the Garmy, the Gareth Army, to join me for. I will be in Fort Collins, Colorado, August 18th and August 19th. I will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, August 24th through August 26th at Acme. I will be going to the UK in September. Please join me. I will be in Glasgow, September 13th, London, September 15th, Dublin, September 17th, September 19th, Manchester, Birmingham, September 20th, Bristol, September 22nd, and Cardiff, September 24th. And then in November, I'll be in Australia. November 10th, almost sold out, I think. I'll be in Melbourne, Australia. Then I will be in Northbridge, Australia on November 15th. Adelaide, November 16th. Canberra, November 17th. Brisbane, November 18th. And then I will be in uh, Sydney on November 24th. Go to GarethReynolds.com for tickets. Garmy, let's get at it after it. Let's see you there. Hey there, people listening to The Dollop. Uh, this is Gareth. Yes, the same guy. I Listen, I have a new podcast called We're Here to Help that I'm doing with my friend Jake Johnson. It's basically a call and advice show where we don't say that we're professionals because we aren't, but we try to help people with problems that are important to them. You can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts, and it is out right now. So go listen to We're Here to Help with Jake and Gareth. We're here to help with Gareth and Jake. I don't remember how we did it, but either way, fun half hour comes out Tuesday, August 22nd, and the episodes will be out every Tuesday and Friday. We're here to help. 